It's Enrico Palazzo! <laughs> How about that? studio asking bizarre bozo questions to marty and roger take it away oh welcome in to hey it's rico blazo baseball podcast it is our 34th episode and we got a couple of excellent guests in today. We've been trying to get them for the last couple of weeks. Last week there was car trouble. Somebody uh, was busy and a car issue happened. And I know all about car issues. So finally, Roger and Marty. We got them. MotorCityBengals.com. They know baseball. They know Tigers. They know really anything. We could go in any different direction and they'd be willing to hang. Uh, let's start with you, Roger. How's it going, man? What's the word? Nothing. Got a brand new car that took forever to go through, so I apologize about that, gentlemen. But uh, I've been enjoying this winning streak of the Tigers, and although except for last night, but it's okay. Other than that, life is life is good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that from you, man. And Marty Talman, Martin, what's the Michael, good word, my friend? Michael, it's great to be back. Um, number one, I got a puppy a few weeks ago. So I'm, you know, this is the first time I've had a dog ever in my entire life. So I'm adjusting with my girlfriend on, you know, what to do, like you know, food and, you know, being responsible for something else other than myself, which I'm not really used to. So, you know, oh. learning on the fly, as they say, but enjoying it. The Your Detroit Tigers are 500 currently. How about that? So to me... You know, that's a huge victory, you know. So if you would have told me in late August, you know, um, that we would be 500, I'd be pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a real season, but who cares? No, you got to enjoy for what it is. So. <laughs> hey, Tigers, great job. Keep it up. And, of course, my uh, co-host, as always, Christopher Deary's here. What's the word, Chris? Not much, man. Just uh, been chilling out. Got about a week and a half left, and then I will have to physically go back to work. So... Um, oh boy. Got some trainings to do next week, and then it's back into taking care of kids. Well, that's a good thing. You need to be out there fighting a good fight for us. Sure. Proud of you. Very proud. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll be here. So. I, I, know, I know where to find you. We got the quad box today, man. We got four of us on here. This is going yeah. to be exciting. That's right. Well, we've had uh, Roger and Chris on together last time, and then before that, me and Marty did a show together way back in uh, uh, like June ish. Maybe 
I think June, right before we uh, mm -hmm. had the season begin, and that was fun. And I'm excited about it. You know, we're going to talk Tigers baseball a little bit. We're going to talk the fantasy perspective of Tigers, and we're going to talk general fantasy as well. We'll take a look at who's hot, who's not, and what's going on around Major League Baseball. Get everybody's opinions. Of course, you can contact the show, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast, or ProtonMail.com, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter, of course. You can send us a DM. Uh, we had a couple comments that uh, we'll get into later in the show from tweets in anticipation of your guys' arrival on the show. But first, uh, let's get into leading off. Okay, so guys, the Tigers have themselves an interesting season on their hands. It's good in a way that they're winning, so people are interested. At the same time, they're not great, but it doesn't matter because they can still make the playoffs so um roger let's start with you here what do you make of this tiger season first just from a non-fantasy perspective uh, how much are you enjoying it uh should we be bitter and annoyed because it's a short season and it's never in the annals of history we may not look back and recall much about this i think i think as tigers fans we should be a little bit annoyed in the sense that we're not going to see the and from a from a farm system perspective, we're not going to see some of the, the uh, other guys in the system develop and get a chance to play real meaningful baseball. We don't know what's going on in Toledo because the Tigers have been very, very quiet about it, which is, to me, a little strange. And they're not even a live stream or anything. There's other teams like, for example, the Dodgers and the Pirates are doing live streams down in their campsite, and it's been really quiet. And so that kind of part disappoints me, and it makes the season a little strange. As a as a fan of watching the games, I've been, I've been enjoying the Tigers – like just this Jekyll and Hyde, well, they'll take a smart approach to play through an opposite field, which is like, what is this? Taking uh, taking deep counts and walking, which is something we're not used to at all. And then they'll go back to the high thing where they'll strike out, you know, 10 times, just strike out, take bad swings, and then the bullpen falters. And so I, I, I'm i enjoying the season as a cynic. I try my hardest to be as optimistic as possible. As a cynic, I try to see things as realistic as possible without being too negative. The positives are you're seeing some progress in from Victor Reyes, whether you like it or not. The most polarizing player out there on the Tigers, Yamar Candelario, is doing really well. And you're seeing some of that development. And that part right there excites me. They're just playing somewhat meaningful baseball, no matter what the hell this season is. And that's all I can ask for. I mean, right now they're almost projected to hit by 25 win projection, which would be fine by me. But as a Tigers fan, you should be excited because for once – you're not pissed off going into September. <laughs> Martin, what do you think of that? Uh, you write over at BorderCityBengals.com, and you know your Tigers here and there. So what do you make of that? Would you counter Roger on any of that, or are you in lockstep? I am. I mean, you know, he is the uh, the godfather here of the uh, of the Motor City Bengals. But, no, um, I mean, hey, I projected them to win 22. So if they win 25, Whoa. you know, um, we're in a good spot. You know, I – I, I thought Victor Reyes, and I even touted, I, I was out on Twitter saying Victor Reyes is going to be good. You know, just wait and see. He's done that. Um, Roger likes to think of him as Mr. Fourth Outfielder. I like to think of him as a pretty solid outfielder that's going to hit you around 280, get you double-digit home runs, double-digit steals. You know, he's pretty good. He's hitting at the top of the lineup. He's doing well. Um, Scope's been a pleasant surprise. Um, I didn't think he would 
be able to produce as well as he has with eight home runs, 20 RBIs. I mean, it's been, he's been, what is he, been 310? Yeah. I mean, that's been pretty amazing. Um, you know, the pitching's been eh, not, not good. Boyd's been horrible. Um, Turnbull's been good, and then he wasn't that good. Now he's back to being good. Our bullpen's weird. Jimenez is in the sixth inning doing stuff. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, overall, hey, we're, we're 500. We're, we're battling. And I've been watching the games, which is something I haven't done in a few years, like literally watching each game and enjoying it, you know, making Whoa. it through each one. So, That's weird, go. man. Uh-huh. Are you okay? <laughs> um, you know, it depends who you ask. I think I'm doing fine. <laughs> Those close to me would, would, I don't know, they would pay the differ probably. <laughs> so I'll ask you guys this. Have they exceeded your expectations through what, yes. 32, 33 games? Without a, for me, without a doubt, it's not even close. I thought they were going to be unwatchable. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of in the same place. I said, if we could be around 500 at this time, I'd be ecstatic and super excited. And and I am. And we've been able to watch meaningful baseball, which has been great. From an offensive standpoint, yeah, they've exceeded my expectations. From a pitching standpoint, I'll say they, dis- they have disappointed me because their pitching, their starting rotation has not been able to go deep. You have only three quality starts and two and majority, I think, or I'm sorry, three or four quality starts outside my head. Like, and majority of them in Turnbull, and then you got one for Boyd, and that's it. You know, you can. There's some pluses there. You see, Michael Fulmer had a really good start the other night against the Brewers, picked up the strikeouts a little bit, and he, he dodged his way out of trouble. But the bullpen has been a surprise. The bullpen I thought would be a weakness has been a surprise. Well, it's still technically is if you look at the deeper numbers, but Cisnero, Soto have virtually come out of nowhere, have done a really good job, and they those two have kind of surprised me. But as a staff, I thought they'd be a little bit better than what they are. And it presents a problem when you when you go into Minnesota this weekend. They got Donaldson back from a fantasy perspective. That makes you still kind of go, well, it's Donaldson. He's probably get injured. He'll probably break his toe walking on a dugout. Oh, hey. He's on my team, and believe that we're all in. So everyone just relax. He's gonna. Yeah. Be well, I mean, like I'm just all about <laughs> all the injuries aside. Ryan Bucks, yeah. same thing. They're both injury plagued, but they're coming back. They're still gonna make a difference in this lineup. You got mm-hmm. Michael Padilla back as well. So they're facing a different Twins team than they faced last week. And so it's going to be a test for them. And if they can take two out of three from Minnesota, then I, I will continue to be impressed. But it, it, I'm, I'm only uh, only three quality starts, to your point, yeah, th- all year. Thank you. So, okay, so, well, yeah, three or four. So the answer to your question is they've exceeded my expectations in some ways, but the pitching staff I thought would do a lot better. Yeah, I, th- I think in a full season, I think all these flaws that they do have, specifically in the starting staff, would really come to show, you know, mm-hmm. once, we, once they would start playing, you know, other teams besides these central teams, which would have made it a lot more interesting, we'd probably still end up being around a 90, 95 loss team. Not to mention, I think they would have forced their hand by signing. They would have to sign somebody because if you look at the injuries to Nova and he's who knows if he's going to back at the same time. No, thank you. No, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh-huh. No, thanks. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman oh. is due any time back. I, no, thanks. I, I oh, cringe on Thank you. But at the same time, <laughs> you have to wonder, too, what if Fado and Manny had injuries? Because right now they have forearm issues, which can sometimes be a foreshadowing into Tommy John surgery. I'm not saying it's going to be that way, and I hope, you know, like, Whoa. it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, pray to God, whatever, or whatever you believe in, it's not going to happen. But you have to consider the fact that on a regular season, some maybe these injuries don't happen. There's injuries across mm-hmm. the board. You look at the Rays, you look at the Yankees. A lot of forearm strains. A lot of forearm strains. That a lot. And so it, a lot of things were pressed into duty. And so that that is a concern. That is going to be in something that we talked about. This, we all talked to us before as a collective. 
long term, that's going to harm the game. The rush all this out. No, we're going to have we're gonna have a doubleheader. We're going to have 60 games, and this is the way it's going to be. That's going to come back to bite baseball in the butt. Yep, that's going to be a big problem, and uh, we've already seen a ton of injuries. There's always injuries in baseball. People think it's not a contact sport, so there's not as many injuries, but that is a complete fallacy. If you do any of research and the data shows that injuries are a huge part of baseball as much as any sport there is, and people are going to pay the price, you know? It's always been said maybe Mike Soroka's Achilles injury wouldn't have happened. You know, it seems like a strange injury, and we'll never wow. know. That's, that's just one example. We can't prove that, but, you know, all the rash of injuries – are related to the ramping up and the stopping and the restartings and COVID delays and resumptions. So I agree, Roger. You're right about that. Um, is there any anything to the Tigers bringing up, uh, you know, Parker Meadows and a couple other guys to the alternate site today? I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I don't know if there's going to be any impact from these four players, but uh, real quick, anything on that, Roger? Or is that oh, just... Uh, I think it's just... Is there any fantasy value there at all? Or is this just more, hey, maybe we have reinforcements? Uh, reinforcements, I think with Foley, maybe perhaps because Foley, after his surgery a couple years ago, he's been he went back to Lakeland and was throwing 96, 97 with some movement. He was he was projecting very well when I saw him in West Michigan and maybe a long term a reliever might sash. But I I wouldn't wait, I would wait till maybe next year on that. But in terms of Parker Meadows, it's good for the players development in terms of getting him some more exposure to guys that he will be facing. He's been stuck at West Michigan here. So. Maybe he starts the season Lakeland next year. Although that might be changing too with the, the elimination of uh, minor league baseball, changing some things on the end of September, which I'll be talking about that on the Tigers podcast a little later. But uh, Alex Lane, uh, Lange and Logan Shore, that's just again getting those guys some reps. Probably seeming eerie in Toledo next year or wherever, whatever is going to happen here going forward. But I think it's just for them just to get in the camp and get some extra arms out there because they're down. They're down some people, so. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, yeah, Dennis Cameron is. They're supposedly not. He's not back yet. But he was on the. He had COVID, so they're down an outfielder. Derek Hills called called up, so you're down an outfielder, and they have a lot invested in Parker Meadows, so that part makes sense to me as well. Okay. Well, hey, you know, the Tigers are uh, just one facet of what the guys do. You know, they know all about fantasy baseball. They play. We all play in a league together. Uh, Marty created. Um, yeah. You know, had the best intentions. Uh, it's been hard to keep up. I've been in way too many leagues this year. So yeah, I, was, I think uh, you've dropped, unfortunately. Michael, are you dropped. waving the flag? Or is, Michael, this, is, this, is this what yeah. this means? No, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I mean, I, oh. I've done the best I can to try to maintain. But uh, oh, that's not waving the flag. That's just, that's just the, pure uh, honesty. I love it. There's just too much going on. But, uh, you know, Chris, hanging tough. Are you still in first place, Chris? No, Marty's in first. I'm uh, I'm just behind him. So. Oh, boy, what a battle. A battle. Martin, do you go head to head? I've been in the top, you know, three or four uh, all through the season. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I got I got some injuries right now. I'm making moves left and right. Trying, trying to stick with Marty there. So it should be a fun close out here. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see what happens here. You know, I wish both of you guys the best. Shake hands, respect each other, keep your business. <laughs> but, uh, you know, keep it sportsmanlike. Uh, you know, around Major League Baseball, I want to get some quick takes here. You know, this stuff already happened, but uh, the whole Fernando Tatis thing that happened with the Grand Slam and the unwritten duels of baseball, and then we had Mike Brousseau get what appeared to be thrown at on Tuesday night by Aroldis Chapman. Pretty bogus. I don't see any other way to, to to see it than the fact that Chapman, who has also jacked himself up. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, 
off-season pictures of him taking his body to another level. I mean, he's like, he's also mm-hmm. a man who fired a, he's fired a pistol at his uh, significant other. He's not necessarily a peaceful man. Um, I'm not. I mean, this nice guy. Those are, fa- those, those are facts. He did. You're, you're not he wrong. Did, Mike. He did do that. Uh, he had a bad day. We all have bad days. I'm not saying that defines who he is by any means, but uh, Aroldis Chapman throws hard, and I think he lives life hard. Is it fair to say that he probably threw at Mr. Browso? And how much did you like the fact that Browso, instead of having any other retaliation, just decided to crank two bombs off the Yankees the following day? Uh, let's start with you, Marty. Well, I want to. He got three games, right, for that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, that's not enough. He needs at least five. I mean, we're headhunting. I mean, he threw 100, what, 101 mile an hour fastball at the guy's head. I mean, like, there's just, there's no reason for it. There's just not. And, like, I get it. That was maybe part of the game back, you know, the macho days or whatever. But, I mean, like, let's just say he hit him in the head and killed him. Like, what are we talking about? Like, does he prove his point then? Like, does he win? Is he the big guy again like he was when he shot at a significant other? You know, I just don't. The guy, he's kind of a loose cannon kind of guy. I mean, that's just who he is. Um, he needs more than three games. Um, I love the reaction. I mean, he hit a bomb. I mean, that's crazy. That's like that's fairy tale stuff. Hitting two more home runs. I mean, that's amazing. So that's where I'm at. I'm not a fan of the guy. I don't think he's a good guy. He needs more than three games. We need to get this out of the game. There's no reason for it. Raj, what do you think of all this? Well, he represents my father's culture. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm half Cuban, so but you know, screw him. I mean, it's just a dick move. And, <laughs> No, and it, he the way he dodged the media too. I mean, it's just like here's the thing about Alonis Chapman. He doesn't speak English, and I think sometimes like and I and look, if somebody that speaks that speaks both languages, I get my, my Spanish is not great. Don't get me wrong, but still, my, my my point is is that like for example, when a player that Miguel Cabrera, everybody rags on Miguel Cabrera sometimes, which really bothers me. But the guy does speak English. He does try to communicate. He does talk, you know, to the media on his own terms. And he earned that. The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. He doesn't like, he doesn't dodge anything. I mean, he, there's certain things in his personal life. Whatever. Fine. But what Chapman did was chicken sh- crap. almost said it. But he, he's just – and not to mention, like, you might, I don't know if you guys saw his, uh, his Hummer. Or his, his, he had his, uh, I think it was a some sort of SUV that's all – He's got bulletproof glass on it. He is wow. that paranoid. Like it happened all the summer. I remember reading about that in the summer. He's just getting increasingly paranoid. And I, I don't like the fact and, and even in like and Kevin Cash's comments too. Right. I mean, Kevin Cash has every right to be pissed. But Aaron Boone also, why is Aaron Boone not getting more responsibility for all this? You know, why yeah, is yeah, one game, right? Yeah, this one game. Yeah. That's horse crap. You know that Chapman got orders from that. And poor shit. Well, I can say if I can say shit, then yeah. Well, if I can say it, then it is horse yeah, shit. Because okay. no, seriously, no. Aaron Boone always does this shit. He always tries to find a. Oh, I'm, I'm not that man. I love it. Screw you, man. You and Brett Gardner doing that stupid Ruth thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> made such a big deal about it. I don't give a fuck what you do in the fucking dugout. Get the hell out of here, that. You know, it's just. I don't know. And there we I, go. And he goes, I don't think I should be sitting out tonight, nor Chappie, but I do respect the process. No, you don't, because clearly you're fucking whining about it. I don't yeah. deserve it. Get the fuck out of here, man. Lip service. That's what oh. that is. I, I think there's three parts to this. Uh, one, Chapman is an extremely volatile pitcher. He does not have very much control. 
Um, he just came back several weeks ago. Um, so when I first saw it, I wasn't watching the game live. I saw highlights of it later um, when I basically had read that the benches had cleared. And what I first saw, I was like, okay. I, I initially did not think he was throwing at him when I first saw the pitch because I'm just like, this guy's crazy wild. Who knows where that ball is going when it leaves his hand at 101? But then what got to me was when he started walking towards home plate. And that is always an indication to me that you meant to do it. And you're like, all right, come on, let's let's go right now. Um, so that was a real chicken shit move. Um, I hate when guys do that, when they try to pump out their chest after they, you know, barely hit somebody and then they're walking at him. And, it, and that's basically saying, yeah, I tried to fucking hit you. Um, the third part of this, there's a little bit of a new rivalry going on with the Rays and the Yankees that I think is going to be super, super exciting. And the Rays are going to be a team that a lot of people are going to love because they didn't stand down to the Yankees. They didn't stand down to the evil empire. And I think a lot of baseball have been waiting for the Yankees to become evil again. And I think this may be one of those things that have, has popped up. That's going to get people, uh, you know, down on the Yankees again and say, yep, that's the evil empire. We're not supposed to like them. So I, I like it from that you know standpoint. I, I agree with Marty. I think, I think three games is, is, is not enough. Um, I think that team needs to be punished more. Um, especially, you know, I, you know, Raj said that uh, he thinks that Boone gave the orders to do that. You need to hurt this team more. You know, he needs to have five to seven games. He's a guy who's your closer. They have a ton of injuries on that team. They're trying to chase the Rays right now. And the best thing to do to hurt this team right now is, is have guys out because of suspension. Um, and, and I think, you know, five games probably would have been sufficient. Not, but the Yankees are still the evil empire. I mean, the, everybody hates the Yankees. I mean, every time they're on Sunday Night Baseball, it's like, Oh, it's Sunday and Sunday night baseball's on the Yankees are on again. Shocker. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, we got the Red Sox again. Ooh, there are 10 games or 13 games, whatever, under 500. We got to deal with this. That's the problem with the Rays. If the Rays were a different market, we would get more about them. And I feel bad for Rays fans because, yeah. like, you know, Ashley McLellan, who writes over at Bless You Boys, who's a big Rays fan, does a good job writing some double race stuff. Imagine them going to Montreal or another, another city. It would be a lot more talked about but but, you know this whole east coast bias or whatever you want to call it sucks and then then the rays are a very good team i mean willie adamas former tiger is uh one of the best shortstops in terms of fan graphs were right now so yeah they're stuck in the armpit of florida um if you've ever been down to tampa really nothing goes on down there and they really don't care about baseball all they care about is the tampa bay bucks that's what i was going to say i was like have you ever been to that stadium it's boring it's it's one of the worst it's awful Plus, you're in South Florida, or just, I mean, not in South Florida, but just Florida in general, which I'm not a fan of. Not for Aww. me. But let me ask you this something, Jerry. You usually have the New York Yankees uh, flag behind you, so I want to hear the story on that one. Uh, my wife's from New York. She's a Yankees fan, so I can't, get out of that. I can't get out of that one. Good talk. All right. That's all. Nothing you can do. I have some Yankees gear, but it's more for the fact that I'm – you know, a fan of the game of baseball, and there's certainly some well, yeah, yeah, yeah. years that I have liked. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not in the basement tonight. Tonight, I'm I'm, I'm up, up in the dining room. So no Yankees out of, today. Out of the shadows. Look at that. Exciting. Uh, let's talk trend deadline, guys. By the way, you listen to the Plausible Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Plausible Podcast. Send us a DM. Tell us about your trades. We'll judge them fairly and accurately for you. Trade deadline came and went. Mike Clevenger was a huge deal. That. In fact, he's uh, making his debut tonight for San Diego in uh, SoCal, LAA, Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim of California, United States of America. So we'll see how that goes. This is a great get for them. The Padres made like six moves. They got Jason Castro, 
throwing at catcher. Taylor Williams, Seattle reliever, comes in. And they also got more Seattle players, Austin Nola, Daniel Tavila, Austin Adams. The list goes on and on and on. And they got Trevor Rosenthal. See? I mean, this is a ton of moves. San Diego is clearly the team that went all out, made the most moves, and probably some of the best moves to take a chance right now and say, hey, let's, who cares if it's 60 games? Let's go win a World Series right now. This team's been in the doldrums for a long time. I mean, it's been a long while since they uh, had any type of playoff run. Maybe, maybe like the mid-late aughts was the last time they were doing anything significant. So, Roger, what do you think of the trade deadline? Was there any trade deadlines that stunk out to you? They're like, hey, you know what? I really dug that deal. And, uh, I mean, there's really not much to say about the Tigers. They did the Maven deal. Who cares? And uh, <laughs> that's not really the that's focus. Not really the point. You know, I, I will say that I like to believe what has the ability to develop pitching. And they're going to develop – their their return on investment. So you look at, I mean, the thing that Sour, I, I look at that was Sour was Taylor Trammell, who was doing so well in Seattle. Now it was San Diego. Now is going, or excuse me, he was doing well in Cincinnati and it goes to San Diego. Now he's on his way to Seattle. But Jerry DePinto, I thought they did a really good job. I, I think Seattle, once again, I mean, he's, he does more trades than for Pistons fans out there. Former general manager Jack, Jack Makowski, who did all he did was trade. Um, Trader Jack. Trader Jack. Trader Jack. But Joey Cantello going to Cleveland, that's going to be a good That's going to be good for them because he, they know I've developed talent, like I mentioned earlier. But the team that disappointed me the most is the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks just, in the short season, like, screw it, we're done. And they, I mean, look, Robbie Ray was off to a horrible start despite his, his K numbers were good, but his, everything else has been walking. No, no, yeah. I said yeah. it was last year, and I'm not this year. I'm sorry, um, but everything else is terrible. There's yeah, nothing good about his season except no, 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 yeah, case. That's it. But the Diamondbacks disappoint me in the sense that they're like, well, we're building towards the future. So Mike Hazen's like the general manager. I just think to myself, well, couldn't you wait till next year to make these moves? You wait until six, <laughs> you know, sixty games just to, and you straight Sterling Marte. And it, that know. reminds me of Steve Mariucci back in the day. We're building something good here. Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. You know, tr- or the trust the process over in Philly, which has not worked. Um, <laughs> you put Al Brand in charge. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's, I, I think it's just, I, I the, this, the most, I think the Seattle did really well. And I thought the Arizona was the two team. The Arizona was the team that disappointed me the most. Well, okay, uh, Marty, I want to get your thoughts, but I do want to mention I, the thing I liked about the Arizona move for them is that it opens up opportunity for Dalton Varsho to play every day in center field. So at least I think there was a plan, and they get Caleb Smith back. So maybe this is just a thing Arizona does now. Every year they trade a couple of good players, and they take a Miami starting pitcher back, and then they turn him into gold. And Zach Gallon is clearly a stud now. And I'm not saying Caleb Smith is Zach Gallon, but the fact that Miami gave up Zach Gallon will always baffle me. Because he's really been their best pitcher of all pitchers they had. I that I, that's what I'm saying. Like I kind of, I mean, from that in that perspective, I kind of miffed about that for the Marlins standpoint. But they get back a Marte and they get a really good offensive player that will help them out there. Oh yeah, no, Starley Marte fits right in with Miami, in my opinion. We hit that home run the other night, and he, wonder, he just fits. Yeah. With, he fits in the uniform. He's just a perfect Marlin. But uh, Marty, what do you think? What was uh, the trade deadline fallout for you? What excited you? What aroused you? Uh, what made you sad? <laughs> Uh, yeah. What made me? I'll start with what made me sad because who doesn't want to start there? Um, I wish the Tigers would have done more. 
right? I wish we could have maybe, you know, I, I'm in the area, I'd rather sell and then just see what we got. And what I mean by like Jonathan Scope, like, you know, see what we can get for him. Just, you know, one more year on the, you know, he's batting 310. I mean, it's not yeah. going to, you know, just see what's out there, get rid of him, see what we can get. Um, well, so a little disappointed. I'm sorry, Marty. I'm very sorry. Do you think there is any credence to Avila said that he had talked to like 20 or 22 different teams or did he probably, not talk to anybody? No, he probably did. Right. I mean, what is it? He, I, wait, okay. Rod, if you can't see it, you're just listening to the podcast. You don't see Roger shaking his head, but I would imagine this man who has, you know, not how much more do you have to do? Right. Like it, that's all your job is like, like I do sales and I actually make phone calls, you know, for every day for sales. How many teams are there? At the most, right? Uh, you know, 25, 25 phone calls. You can do it in two hours. I hope he did. He maybe didn't, but I hope he did. Um, so, yeah, the Tigers, I don't know. We, we just kind of, you know, got rid of, uh, you know, Maven, but I wish we have done more. I mean, for, obviously what stuck out to me the most is Clevenger going to the Padres. That's insane. How about this? We, we push back two months. You tell me that, you know, the Indians are going to tr- trade Clevenger. Like, what? Like, there's just no chance of that happening. Now they have them under control for a couple more years. And what the Padres are doing, doing, I mean, they're actually legitimately building a winner right now, right? In, like right now they could win this thing. And it's pretty amazing. So I was just blown away by that. I mean, he must've really disrespected that clubhouse. I mean, like really bad. Like when we look back on this and we think of, you know, this COVID-19 thing and everything that happened, this is going to be something that stands out. Like where a top 10 pitcher, if you're talking fantasy or whatever you want to talk, just got the boot because he was, because he didn't follow protocol and he lied to his teammates about it. I mean, and then he went on Instagram and you know, the whole thing. So that's pretty amazing. That's what stands out to me the most. There's a lot of other trades, you know, like you said, the Caleb Smith thing before his hip uh, injury um, last year, he was, you know, extremely solid i expect him to bounce back um he has a, a great k percentage I, I expect him to keep that going there um but yeah that the, the, that's about it but as far as the tigers are concerned i'm i'm a little disappointed but also not surprised either but would you want which way sell yeah. buy i i would have honestly probably would have sold i mean if they if yeah. they had if they had a market for jonathan scope but the problem is I don't trust Avila to get a proper return on investment. Oh, I would have sold Soto. I mean, call me crazy, but I think you sell a reliever like anybody. that to somebody who really would have used him right now and they would have gave you somebody pretty decent. I think his value might be a little higher than it really is right now. And I just I know we always need relievers, especially in Detroit. But that was, that was the one deal I would have liked to have made. I would have, look, if they would have had the right deal, sure. But the problem is, is that, again, like uh, – you you're you're not, you have a combined war of 0.1 for the players you've got back so far. Yeah. So I look, it's if it was anybody other if it was David Dombrowski, I would have been mad. I would have not been like, well, did Dombrowski stick that day or something? You know, if he didn't make a trade, but they they only could get that minor leaguer out of Chicago, the, the short, the shortstop who has Zach Short. Zach Short. Great walk rate, doubles power apparently. And that's I don't know if they could have gotten some for scope, great. But then, uh, of course, you you heard afterwards. Well, you, you know, he's a fan of the area, and he wants to possibly resign. All that PR, blah blah blah. That yeah, it doesn't mean nothing. No one wanted him. A lot of fans didn't want to sell either, though. Fans were like, "Let's buy in. Let's let's get the players getting packed." Well, no one's going to trade with us or Detroit. Oh, I, I don't think there was any way to, that you were going to buy in. I don't know how how you were going to be. I mean, you, you would have been no. trading minor league prospects that no one has been able to to see at all because there's no video on any of these guys. You haven't been able to visit any of the sites. I think it's a disappointment if they don't 
end up re-signing Jonathan Scope for like a two or three year deal. And then he just walks because I think there was a lot of value there. And Mike Rod brought up a great point with Soto. I think this may be a ceiling. Um, and I think maybe you could have gotten something back for him. I mean, who knows? He could be absolute garbage next year. I mean, we all thought Joe Jimenez was going to be really, really good. And it turns out he, he's trash. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting them to do anything. I mean, great. They got rid of Maven. He'll be back on the team like next year or the year after that anyways, you know, for his fifth with the Tigers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to Roger's point, I don't trust Avila to make any of those trades and get anything of value back. So uh, we'll see what they do in the offseason. And then, you know, maybe trade down deadline next year. They make some moves. And the thing is that this so far since Chris Illich has taken over, they have not signed anybody to a long-term deal, multiple-year deal. It's all been one-year deals. So for whatever that's worth, I know they have the Zimmerman contracts coming off that. They have three more years of Miguel. So if Scopes has a three-year deal or two-year deal, more than one deal, I would be shocked. Uh, you know, Because right now you look at the second-base situation, down in the minor leagues, it's, it's crickets. It really is. I mean, there's – you don't you lose all that development time. You're gonna put Willie Castro. I mean, Willie uh, Willie Castro might end up in the outfield for his all those hiccups he's been having in the infield. But <laughs> honestly, it's I don't think that if even if, if Scope would sign long term, great. And I think that would help out until they get somebody. I mean, Cody Clemens, we <clears throat> chance Cody Clemens, who's was double A shortstop last year, among the, one of the Tiger prospects. He didn't get to get the call to camp, which kind of concerns me a little bit. When are you gonna see Cody? And we, we, we had a chance to talk to him. He's been working on you told you you hear on the podcast what he's been working on, but I don't know that and even look at the free agent market for second baseman, it's kind of slim. Yeah, this is interesting. Well, you did have Cody Clemens on your pod, right? That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be on yeah, we'll be uh posting it tomorrow. Uh we just we did it last week because we had like three or four guests on all like bam, bam, bam. And I kind of sometimes our I think our audience is well, they love content. Kind of pace it a little bit. <laughs> of course, yeah. Stack them up while you got them. Uh, so, Deary, was there anything else about the trade deadline that you liked or didn't like? I didn't really get your full take on that. I thought the Blue Jays did a good job. They picked up some guys that can come in and, and play and produce for them. And, you know, they're in the race right now. They're in that last spot for the wild card. I think they're a half game or a game above the Tigers right now. And, you know, you stack those teams back to back. I think the Blue Jays are a better squad. And, they realize, hey, you know, it's a wide open field this year. Maybe if we can get into the playoffs with some of these young, you know, studs we got that, you know, have been playing pretty well. Uh, I mean, that's a team that's on the rise um, that are going to start competing in the next few years, especially if they can get some pitching. So I like what they did. Yeah, Blue Jays made several moves. Uh, they didn't address their bullpen, though. They addressed a lot of starting rotation stuff, but the bullpen has been a huge problem for them all season. They've had injuries and Ken Giles has been out with his own issue. I think they kind of missed the boat now. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Maybe they'll make the playoffs and they'll go out the first round, but they'll say, hey, you know what? It was a fun season for us. Who cares? But Robbie Ray will be in the bullpen shortly. I can assure you. Yeah, maybe that's what will end up happening. You're right. I mean, Tywan Walker, I don't buy what he's doing necessarily either. He could be a bullpen arm as well if they want to go that route. So you're right. I I think they showed their fans that they're committed to, to, to trying to, you know, make the playoffs this year, which is great. I mean, they didn't get any studs back, but they got guys who have performed in the past. Dan Volgebach hit a lot of home runs last year. He's been absolute trash this year, but Hey, yeah, now he's on the bird. (laughs) (laughs) He's already been BFA'd and now that's how fast that happened. That was yesterday. (laughs) Wow. It's sad. Yeah. It's a VR though, right? Jonathan VR. They they uh... All right. I'll take Bobachette's place, which obviously, you know, they needed to fill that. In fact, on my uh, quality start video that I do five days a week, roadfanatic.com. Check it out if you haven't seen it before. I did a, I do this dumb segment called insanely idiotic things and 
I said that Starling Marte would uh, outproduce Jonathan VR in every category except stolen bases by the end of season. So I feel pretty confident in that one. That might not be that crazy, really. But, and can uh, I just take one second to think? I just want to, you know, give you a shout out, you know, because that is actually something I have uh, your quality start video that you do. I actually implement that and put it into my everyday while I'm drinking my coffee and everything and catching up on fantasy. So I want to, number one, commend you on coming up with that. Um, but also, where did that come from? Where did that <laughs> idea come from? Like, did you come up with that? Like saying like sports, you know, like, you know, sports center sucks. Watch this. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to. Because uh, it's great. Uh, it's something we don't have. You don't see that. I mean, you can't. What a baseball tonight? What are you gonna do? Like stay up to eleven thirty? Peter Gammons or something? I don't know if he's still on it. Is it no, even a show? It. I don't it's, even know. <laughs> baseball tonight died. I mean, if you got MLB Network, I'm sure everybody. I do. Quick, you got yeah. quick pitch. They'll quick take pitch, care of you. And there's no bullshit. They just tell you what happened. I throw in too many jokes, so. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, I, you know, it's yeah, fun wait, to do. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Too many that's, jokes. That's why, that's why it's watchable. That's what I was oh. going to say. Right? Well, there's no rules. Yeah, it's just a free-for-all. And I do like doing it. It's fun. Uh, it takes a lot of work. You could do that in a full season, though? There's no way you could do it every day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just, there's no way. It's, it's incredible. Just, it's a like, good thing it's a 60-game season. It's it a is. trial run. It's a trial balloon right now. We're, we're going to have some talks in the offseason here about what well, just know it's yeah. appreciated. Well, thanks. I'm really glad that you check it out, man. That does mean oh, a lot. Cause I do put a lot of time into it. So if hopefully like somebody would watch it. Otherwise, it would really seem like a huge waste of time. But either way, I do it because it's fun. Baseball's fun. Uh, editing is fun. You know, I'm a nerd. I'm a weirdo, I guess. I love editing. And I could do that stuff for hours. And making everything come together perfectly. And finding the right clips. And finding stupid movie clips that kind of fit into the situation. Uh you know, it all works out. And I think today I added a new one. I don't know if anybody saw that. I used a, I used a Return of the Mac today. That's the newest one I've implemented going oh, back right. to the 90s. Oh, so say Chris did something like that, too, recently on one of his uh, videos. Oh, yeah. oh, did he? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that, too. I'm glad you brought that up, Roger, because you guys have been doing the videos. I didn't know about it till you texted me a couple weeks ago about it. Uh, they're on YouTube. You guys break down Tigers. You break down Pitches. Uh, I thought it was really cool, and I want to get the word out on that. Where, where can people find it? Is this on YouTube under the MCB channel, or how do people find it? You can go to Tiger Minor League Report on YouTube, and they can find it there. And it's, it's called Cars Breakdown, as in Chris and Rogers' uh, report kind of thing. We have we we're we've been slacking a little, not slacking. We've just been busy, but we're going to have one coming up next week or so. So if you go to our YouTube channel, Tiger Minor League Report, it'll be right there, and it'll be on our podcast description for tonight's show. So. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it, it, don't blame yourself, man. It's I get it. It's hard to put videos out, and you're doing everything else that you're doing. You got to live your life, and yada yada yada. So, that's, <laughs> I don't have a job. Uh, my girlfriend's stuck in ca- uh, Canada, so I can never see her, and this is all I do. So that's the or only reason I'm able to do. America, so. uh, yeah, I'm stuck in America, and she's free in Canada. So that's a good way to look at it. You're right. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So. We look at the trade deadline, and uh, if you guys have any comments on the trade deadline, send us in your questions. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Two L's, two Z's. Okay, guys, it's that time of the show. We haven't been able to do this in a while because we haven't had any guests, but guess what, Deary? It's time for Inside Palazzo Studio. All right. All right. We're going to learn a lot about this. Yes. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys. It's just a real simple this or that. That's all it is. And you guys tell me which one. You got to pick one. You have to play along. 
Now, if you don't play along, you ruin the game. And if you ruin the game, then you ruin the show. And if you ruin the show, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, get into it. Uh, we'll just go. I'll start with Roger. We'll go to Marty and we'll, we'll flow. All right. So these are just, they could be anything. So just go along with it. And if you, some reason I offend you by any of these, then I'm sorry. I don't know everybody. I don't know everything. Uh, all right. Uh, chicken or steak, Roger? Oh, Nikes. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, it's a tough one. No, because, okay, it depends on. It depends on. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. He started to put context what? on it. Situation. Oh, it's probably like, okay, regular fried chicken, regular. What kind of chicken are we talking about? Fried chicken that I go fried chicken. It's over. raw. It's raw on a table, and you got to cook anything you want with it. It's either the chicken or the steak. Oh, then, uh, you know, I'll. Because chick like that kind of chicken takes forever to make. I'll just do a steak because steak's easy. Put some seasoning, put some on it, done. Although I, I just had like a, seriously fried chicken, yeah. fucking addictive thing. I'll tell you, oh, it's oh man, contributes to uh, figure. You make your own, or? yeah, I make. So I have, so I've been grilling a lot. I've been posting uh, stuff on Twitter, grilling, and I, my my wife found a way to make fried chicken recently that's not too fattening. And it's pretty good, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. So, but uh, yeah, I grew up eating a lot. My mom made this homemade recipe too. Love it. But I'll, I'll go with steak. Good medium rare steak, little pink, enough to even down. Phenomenal. What's the best uh, local fried chicken though, Roger? If you had to go out somewhere and pick a buck bucket of chicken or some shit. For anybody that lives in the in the Detroit area, I would recommend the. There's a place in Dearborn Heights off Telegraph. Just past Ford Road, and they have very good fried chicken. And it's I'm trying to think of the name. Um, I'll tell you, it's so it's so good. I can't remember the name of the place. Uh, no, it's it, it's, not, it's really 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 good sides too. Um, Google Map it. Now. Boston Market. I'm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll come back to you, Roger. We'll come back to you. You think about it. It's Mr. It's Mr. Chicken. It's Mr. Chicken. Oh, 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 Mr. Chicken. How can you forget Mr. Chicken? Mr. Chicken. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like not the, it's not the um, what's the what's the chicken place? That's uh, a chain place. The other chain. Uh, it's a chain place. The Popeyes. Chicken, chicken Shack. No. Yeah, Chicken oh, Shack. Yeah, but Mr. Chicken. Yeah, Mr. Chicken's really good. Really, really good. I think Mr. Chicken's better than Chicken Shack. I got to tell you, I've had Chicken Shack. I, I lived in Ferndale, and it wasn't as good as I thought. It was okay, but yeah, Mr. Chicken yeah. over Chicken Shack. Yeah, chicken shack got really good potatoes. That's about it, though. Oh, okay. Hey, Marty. So, what about you, man? Chicken or steak? Or are you a vegetarian? Um, I would go chicken. Just okay, across the board. That. Yeah, across it's one board. of those things where, like, you know, like my mom didn't like red meat, you know, so she never made it. So it's, it was always just like grilled chicken or fried chicken or whatever. So it's just always just kind of like my go-to. Now I love steak, but yeah, chicken. What about you, Deary? I, I would think you would pick steak. Uh, I enjoy steak more, but there's more options of things you can cook with chicken, I think. Uh, but sure. I, if I had a choice, like last meal, and it's between one of those two, a nice nice grilled medium rare steak. And we, we eat steak a lot at our house. So, steak. Yeah! All righty. All right, Roger. Uh, for love or money? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> These are brain busters. <laughs> for love? For love. For love. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Marty, what about you? You selling out? Definitely not love. Definitely love. Because then you have to have love, you know, then you can go get your money. 
and then you don't have anything to worry about. Oh, look at that. Go. See, that's a workaround right there. Well done. That's a life hack. That's what they call. Is that what a life hack is? I've heard that term somewhere. Yeah, that's a life hack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're back to food already. Uh, Roger, pie or cake? Oh, <laughs> pie. Pie. I don't like I, pie. The thing about cake is it really depends on the setting, but pie, <laughs> you never go with pie. So, pie. Pie. <laughs> I I would agree with you on that. I I think I'd go pie too. What about you, Marty? I'm definitely a pie guy. I mean, you know, apple, cherry, blueberry, pumpkin. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Birthday good. cake, not a fan. Usually it's too fluffy. There's usually too much uh, icing on it. It's not good yeah. icing. You know, if we're going to do it, I'd rather have a cupcake, like like the the confetti cupcake, you know, maybe a little oh, bit yeah. of Vanilla icing on top, something subtle like that. But if we're going to pick one, pie. It's delicious. You can put ice cream on it or don't. It's up to you. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger, city or the suburbs? Where would you rather live? <clears throat> you know what? Um, suburbs. I'll tell you why. I think that <laughs> right now, I'll, I'll, here's the thing. I think the suburbs are becoming, the, the, the thing about the suburbs are, or the city rather, city centers are not what they used to be. And it's cool to go down there, but you look at all your old bills, your insurance is higher, the thought, all that stuff. And then there's just there's an element of it's cool to go down there, but to live, it's, it's just cool to visit and hang down there. But I, I prefer the suburbs. I feel like I have uh, less to worry about, if that makes any sense. And, you know, I like a backyard. You know, if you live in the city, you have apartments. Not the same. I love I love in the backyard. I love putting my grill on, not being told what to do to live in an apartment complex, whatever. Do it. We always had the option to go to the city. No one from the city is like, hey, let's go to the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the town center or the, the local mall, kids. Yeah, that's a good point, Jerry. What about you, Marty? Um, so as I grew up in the suburbs, I've spent the last six years of my life in Los Angeles, and now I'm living in the city of Detroit. So I'm, I've, I've had both, seen both sides of the tracks. So I'm going to go with, as of right now, living in the city. Um, I like the ability if, if obviously if it wasn't COVID time, you know, but I'm COVID just, ima- just imagine, you know, the world that we used to have and where I would be 10 minutes away from the ballpark, you know, there's a bunch of great food now downtown. Um, I live in um, Indian village, which has a great amount of, you know, food and everything like that. And by the water. So um, I enjoy living in the city, but to retire, we're going to go suburbs. We're not, we're not spending all of our time in here in the city. You can't retire in the city. Oh, okay. All right. Roger, uh, Miggy or Pooh Holes? Miggy or Pooh Holes? Miggy, all day. Miggy had a triple oh, wow. crown. Miggy, Miguel Cabrera has hit for the triple crown. First person to do it since Yushkamski in 67. Or 16. Was it 67 or 69? You got it. Yep, you got it. Seven. Better better hitter than Pooh Holes. Pooh Holes had wow. me. Pool, I, I, look, look Pooh Holes had some great numbers in his prime. Don't get me wrong. But I'll take Mickey all day. Mickey has much more of a personality. So, <laughs> what about you, Marty? Are we talking right now? Like literally? Like, you any you any way you want to frame it, man. You want to if imagine actually, they're both youngsters. They're 19 years old, and you're starting oh, all over again a franchise, yeah. or or now. What any any point? You I'll do both because why not? We can do that. Um, so right now. <laughs> would rather have Miguel Cabrera just because of what he's done over the last few weeks to be able to hit. He's being able to, you know, hit some gaps. He's, you know, he's got a couple home runs. He's got his average up to like 250, a little north of that. 
Um, I mean, Pujols is still the RBI machine, right? He'll still get you that. So it depends on what category you need. But I'd go Cabrera just right now. And then overall, if we're picking to start a franchise, I would go Absolutely. And it's because I'm a homer. And you really? could go either, to be honest with you, you go either way with these two players because they are the ones that we're going to look back on and say, well, which one do you think was better? And yeah. early in the 2000s, obviously, Pujols at that point was a machine. We never seen, you know, he was great numbers year in, year out. And then Miguel took over and he produced some of the most amazing stats I've ever seen in my entire life as watching it as a Tigers fan. So I'm going to go Miguel. I'm curious, Jerry, what do you think of this? Oh, God. Um, I would go Pools. Pools, so, so he, I, I take it by like the best 10 year run that they had. And Pools' 10 year run to start his career was so ridiculous. And I'm not saying that like Cabrera is not a good, you know, a, a Hall of Famer, you know, one of the best right handed hitters of our time. Um, but I, I think Pools has a little bit of the edge on that like 2001 to like 2011 10 year run that he had. Obviously, Miggy had, you know, an amazing three-year run, like 2009 to 2011, where he or 2012, basically, where he was batting 330, 340, knocking in 138 to 40 home runs. Um, and then I give I give Pujols the advantage uh, if you just stretch out the whole career and kind of add up those numbers and, and average them out. I, I give it Pujols a little bit there, but yeah, like like they said, is uh, you know 20 years from now you're going to be like, yeah, these were you know the two best hitters of, of their generation. So I would go with Pujols. Yeah, I, I would. I think I'd have to agree with you. I, I mean, I love Miggy. I love what he's done for the Tigers. I'll always appreciate it, but Pujols was stupid. Good. Those first 10 years, they were just better. So, sorry. Sorry, Rods. Oh, it's, okay. it's okay. No big deal. No, mine is based purely on just because I love Miguel Cabrera and what he's done, you know, for this uh, franchise and watching him play. And, you know, for those years, you you expect it's not it's very rare that when you watch a guy come up the bat you expect him to get a hit like legitimately i'm like surprised if he didn't yeah it's interesting pools will always be a guy that had that killer first 10 year run but uh, hey you know mickey's got a special place in my heart it's too bad they didn't win a world series but hey maybe he'll get one right before he retires who knows uh, uh all right roger shoots and ladders or sorry you know it's funny i i didn't really play a lot either of them when i grew up but if i had to choose one I go with uh, shoots and ladders. Yeah, I think it just sounds more fun, even if you never even played it. Shoots and ladders sounds like a good time, right, Marty? Sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're yeah. a harsh realist, huh? It's only because uh, I actually had it. It was one oh. of the. Uh, my sister was like eight years older older than me, so you know when you're like a little kid and you're like, oh, I want to play. You know, yeah. I don't think I ever won, but I remember it. Sorry, oh, sorry, it's a fun game. I think it still holds up. I played it a couple years ago with my niece and nephew. There you go. See. Look at that. I play both. I think they're both fun. Uh, dogs or cats, Roger? Dogs all day. That's a question. My 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 dog, Lucy, is I take a lot of pictures of her. It's on I take more pictures of her than my kid. No, my my son's tw- my son's gonna be twenty this year, so it's a little different. But uh no, I love my I love dogs. Absolutely. Dogs all day. I know Marty's going on this one. Dude, I grew up with a cat. I actually had a cat my whole life. You know, a little kid growing up. It sucked. One of those cats that like just like doesn't like people, hides. It just wasn't a very good cat. And I have a dog, and this dog is 
it's a pain, but it's pretty cool. You know, IMG, but they, yeah, it's pretty cool. Anybody getting any of this? It sounded really broken up. <laughs> I didn't catch any of that, Marty. I'm sorry. It all kind of broke up. You look blurry. You look blurry. I do it now. Are we still? Still a little goofy. Still a little. Huh. Keep talking. Talking, talking. That's better. Sounding better. Talking. You're you're back. I think you're back. Yeah, you're back. And we are back. Okay, we're back. So just take that again. Three, two, one. Yeah, so uh, for me, I'm definitely more of a dog guy. So I have a dog now. I had a cat growing up, and but it was a horrible cat. And so I always told myself I'll never get another cat for the rest of my life. And now that I have a dog, I made the right decision. We had a horrible cat, too. His name was Duke. He used to come in the room and scratch us up at night while we were sleeping. It was horrible. I hated that <laughs> bastard. Cats suck. Sorry, cat people. I'm probably alienating the audience by saying that. But, hey, that's how it goes. Uh, Roger, oceans or lakes? Which do you prefer? Lakes. Oceans terrify me. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, you know, just because growing up, we would go every year to Florida. We have my dad's family down in Florida, and we'd go to Miami Beach and hang out in the salt water. And just, and then one time I was out in the water, you know, my brother, and I put my hand in the water, and all of a sudden, just something with teeth bit me. And it, I'm like, nope, I'm done. And I. You know, I, it's oceans just terrify me. And uh, not to say I wouldn't go swimming in the ocean, but I'd rather go lake. Give me a lake. More peaceful views. Oceans are cool, but God knows what we've done to them already. So, <laughs> lakes, I mean, to be fair. So, I don't, yeah, anyway. Yeah, oceans are terrifying. I completely agree. What about you, Marty? You're going to the ocean, go to the beach, surf. So, you know, it's a no-brainer for me. Definitely going to put a whole I mean, come on, it doesn't get any better than that. Cool. Uh, did you say oceans or lakes? He said oceans. He was oh, oceans. Yeah, he lived by the beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Oceans. Oceans! Yeah, just like the Pearl Jam song, Gary. Um, I hate oceans. Oh, yeah. I, I, you should you should all be very terrified of oceans. That is just something that should be built into your DNA, everyone. Uh, but speaking of Florida, you mentioned it. Florida or California, Roger? Florida, California? Uh, California. Uh, beautiful, beautiful views. Florida, there's a site called Florida, man. So there you go. And Adam Krola, Adam Krola made a thing, Florida or Germany. So, I mean, there's enough running jokes about Florida all day long. <laughs> so I think that being said... Yeah, California. And Marty, I assume you got to go California. You used to live out there. Yeah, California. Um, because, I mean, look, you have San Diego, you have LA, you have San Francisco. I mean, just those three cities alone are pretty incredible. I mean, you can pretty Don't much. Don't forget do Bakersfield. It. Yeah, there's Bakersfield. I, I love math. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I see. So. Yeah. <laughs> Pay tribute to Bakersfield. Yeah. Uh, Roger, uh, Jackie Robinson or James Brown? Wow. Damn, that's a really <laughs> unfair question. That's unfair it? question. It's like comparing apples to fucking pineapple. Yeah, no, I'm comparing just... race cars to pineapples. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Um, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed away and he played both guys in the movies. That's the, that's how I came up with this question. Okay, like, oh, all right. He okay. played both of them. And that's how that's the genesis of this. Okay, that's okay. I, I understand that. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, <laughs> 
James Brown? I mean, am I, am I sacrilegious for saying that? Uh, but James Brown influenced so much music. It's sick. I mean, he has done a lot for music. So, yeah, I have to go with, I mean, that, but then Jay, Jay, <laughs> but Jay Rabbit did a lot too. I mean, like, <laughs> iconic. All right, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, you know, question. So, I'm going to answer the question under protest. Jackie Brown under protest. Okay. Yeah, it's completely reasonable. And, uh, I respect. <laughs> what you, Marty? Yeah, well, it wasn't. Um, I mean, for me, it's Jackie Robinson. It's not even close. I mean, you know, for I'm not going to go into everything he's done. I mean, it all speaks for itself. Um, yeah. But wasn't wasn't James Brown a bad dude too? Just on top well, of it, he wasn't perfect. He uh... wasn't perfect, and uh, he yeah. may have. His parents were pretty shitty. He had a horrible upbringing. Yeah. And, I think of the world we live in now, we understand how important parenting is and how the uh, you know PTSD and things like that, how much they impact children growing yeah. up. I'm not blaming. I'm not excusing James Brown's behavior. A lot of shitty things he did. And in fact, the movie that Chadwick Boseman did of him, if anybody saw it, I mean, they barely they still kind of kept it PG in a sense. And they still showed some kind of bogus stuff to put in mildly. But did they show him in Rocky Four? Uh, no, they didn't do that. I was really hoping maybe they do because they were bouncing all over the place in that movie, and I thought maybe they'd pop in with the uh, you know, living in America. But uh, we didn't get any of that. So, but but anyways, look, James Brown. Yeah, you're right, Marty. James Brown did some bogus stuff, and he just certainly was not an ideal human being. But his legacy of music and doing things his own way, being misunderstood for certain things, but at the same time. You know, hitting a woman is never cool at ever. So, but then his parents really fucked him up. So, you know, it's just a complicated, it's a complicated story. It really is. And oh, look at this. Just, you know, so. Chapman just gave up. Chapman just gave up a home run uh, in the ninth. To Poetic justice. DeBrasso? No, to J.D. Davis, the point of the Mets. Oh, uh, oh J.D. Davis. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he smoked one to the center. Been waiting for JD Davis to do something. Shit, that's great. I had to bring that up because we were talking about Chapman, and he just blew it. I've been loving Dominic Smith. He's been great for going to talk random Mets that we like oh, on our yeah. team. Dominic, Dominic Smith, Smith has been amazing. Yeah, you know, speaking of Jackie Robinson and legacy of black players in the game, and the fact that he just cried his heart out last week, that was very powerful. That was that was so, cool. Um, but yeah, I actually want to do a whole episode now on James Brown. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'd be down for that. The one of the best. It was the I saw a documentary. I think it was, it was Mike Judge. I don't know if you guys watched oh, the Mike. Really? Mike Judge has a show on Showtime, and he does. It's in half animation. It's called Tales from the Tour Bus. It's an animated series, and it's him narrating various like just various things throughout. Like just he did one on Rick James. Uh, he did one on. George Clinton and how George Clinton literally almost set himself on fire, lighting up a crack rock, or he had the crack rock and didn't smoke for two years for almost like a year, and then finally he was to go do it and almost put a hotel room on fire. It's really, really good. And between that, and, and, I, and I, uh, there was a James Brown documentary. I think he, he didn't do, I'm sorry, I just wanted to bring that up, but there, there was that, and uh, I forgot who, yeah, it was. George Clinton, it was the George Clinton documentary that talked a little bit about some of the stuff back in the day with with um, James Brown. But there is a good James Brown documentary out there that I can't remember where I saw it. But anyway, I highly recommend if you guys like music documentaries, it was two seasons. They didn't go for too long. I don't know why they stopped, but he did one on Wayne, Waylon Jennings, Jerry Lewis. 
and Bootsy Collins, who oh. who said, and I quote, he was on LSD for 23 years. He did LSD every day for 23 years. Wow, that must have been That sounds expensive. I think uh, James Brown brought Bootsy Collins in, too. Remember that? Uh, yeah, that's what it was part of his. Uh, yeah, that's right. He Good call, Mike. It was a third band was it 70, when, the, when they went in the 70s. Yeah, when he like reformed and they needed a new yeah. bass player, he because everybody hates like James Brown eventually. Yeah, they're six or seventeen years old. Yeah, he was like really young, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Oh, I didn't know that show existed too, man. See, look, I'm learning so much, and hopefully, you're learning a lot too on the Plaza Podcast. As a boy, this inside Plaza Studio has gotten really in depth. I have more of questions, but I guess we should probably wrap this up because it could go on forever. Uh, I'll do two more, and then we'll close the books on this one. Uh, I don't know if this is. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna fly. Uh, Roger, uh, Rams horn or Denny's? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Rams horn. Rams horn is. It depends on which one you go to, but there's some Denny's that are really just like ugh. Like, forget the service is awful. But Ram, I mean, there's there's one by my house that I've gone to since I was a teenager. We used to be the the slackers that would get the plate of fries and not tip because I was a dick and didn't know any better. But as I got older, I've oh, always... A, yeah, so standard issue. That's standard yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. We're terrible. I'm a terrible... We all did it. I'm terrible. I did it at Big Boy. It's the only I difference. Big Boy. Oh, so yeah, Big Boy is your local spot. No, but Ramshorn, they got really good chicken subs. Hmm. Marty, Ramshorn or Denny's? Ramshorn, that's easy. I get the all-American breakfast with the coffee, the water. You know, we're getting the uh, the hash browns. We're getting the over easy eggs. We're getting the the white toast, and we're wow. getting the sausage patties, not links. They have both, but I prefer their patties. They have very good patties. I had this literally three days ago. Holy um, shit! <laughs> yeah, a little takeout ram torn. I was visiting home, um, but yeah, dude, Denny sucks. Wow, that's me. hilarious. That was a great breakdown of Ramsworn. I was not expecting that. That's why I love this show. You never know what you'll get out of these questions. <laughs> Real quick, before we move on, though, you remember when Denny's had a, like celebrity menu with like the music art uh, stars? Like, they had a, the Hoopa Steak Burrito, the Hoopa Burrito. Do you remember no, that? that's amazing. Remember that? No, so no, but... Denny's, yeah, Denny's had um, like, it was music um, it, it was like people that did like, uh, it was there was a shake. I think Katy Perry had a shake. I got um. <laughs> Many, I gotta look it up. It was, it was, it was. Oh man, it was, it was 2009. And well, dream this, Raj. No, and I'm not doing <laughs> it. Had a Huba burrito. I'm gonna look it up right now. They had a Huba burrito. It was delicious, but it was so strange. Right. Guess what it was? Uh, yeah, so it was a Kitty and Perry and shake. So what it was is that I guess they would get free Denny's for a year or something like that. Um, but so 741 had the sandwich. <laughs> Wow, I totally missed this. So it was part of a late night. I'm serious. I, I was sitting guys. No, it's real. I believe you. I believe. So, you. um, just... and, yeah. So it it was um yeah it was the uh the the sandwich by some point one was eggs, cheese, and ham between two slices of French toast. The Huba burrito, which is what my favorite was, spicy chicken strips, onion crispers, pepper jack cheese, cheese sauce, and barbecue sauce served with tortillas, cheese sauce, and ranch dressing. The Rascal Flats had an unstoppable breakfast. I was like, nah, I'm good because Rascal Flats suck. Yes, and they do. Which, I have a terrible Rascal Flats story, by the way, that I can't tell on the show. Um, good Charlotte, the Good Charlotte had the Banana Burritos. The Katy Perry Milkshake because a hot and cold cherry chocolate cappuccino. Wow. And then Gym Class Heroes. I remember those band. Um, Gym Class Heroes. Yeah. yeah. 
They had a they had the after school special, the plain white tees. I remember band like another one I could remember. Um, plain white shake, which was a vanilla milkshake with cheesecake, whipped cream, and white chocolate chips. And then yeah, there was a taking back wow. taking back Sunday had the taking back burger. <laughs> They're yeah. really catering to certain audiences here. They know wow. who goes to Denny's late at night. Yeah, like emo kids. And, emo uh, kids. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say if we're gonna talk about random like Denny's trivia, which this will be the last thing we'll wrap on that. Um, but in the '90s, they had baseball cards, if you guys recall, and they were like holograms, like, and they had like Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know, but it was pretty sick. You go to Denny's and they give you a pack of baseball cards. So a little more on brand to the oh, yeah. what this podcast is. I don't know if I you guys do, remember I, that. I do remember that. I, yeah, cool. I, I think I vaguely remember that as well. I had a Gary I, Sheffield one. It was sick. I haven't been to a Rams horn or a Denny's in like 20 years. That's fine. Wow. You're okay. That. You're good. You're doing well. And there's a Denny's right around the right down the street. From right down the street. I wish it was a Rams horn because if I remember correctly, when I was like in grade school or middle school, we always went to Rams horn. Um, but obviously in Ann Arbor, Mike, you know, we go to Benny's. Not Denny's, yeah, well, but Benny's. I, I wanted to maybe mix in a – I could have – Put in like a Coney Island, insert your local Coney Island because that's a Michigan staple, whatever it is, Leo's or National or if you go downtown, you know, obviously. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't go that route. I could have, but I didn't. You know, maybe I should have. Uh, OK, uh, well, oh, I got so many more, but I guess we'll have to save these for next time because there's always the next time. We could do this next time, but I'm putting I, I tagged you guys on Twitter and put that link of that. Of that <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm going to. I wonder if they're going to bring that back. They're going to do like a 15th anniversary in 2023 or something. So, Well, they, there's no rock bands anymore, so they won't do that. <laughs> oh. No, at least that are like mainstream popular. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, fine. Well, this is a blog of podcast. Believe it or not, we talk about baseball on the show and fantasy baseball. And uh, don't forget to email the show or DM us, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, ProtonMail.com. Uh, okay, guys, uh, looking ahead here, we have three weeks left in this season, basically. You know, three weeks, give or take a couple days. September 27th is the final day of the season. Uh, I'm wondering from a fantasy perspective now, What's what's your focus? Where are you at with your leagues and your situations? Uh, do you have any trade deadlines left? Have they all passed? I'm all curious about all of this. Roger, let's start with you. We'll go around. My team is a mess, and I hate you all because you guys grab on every single player I want to get. So, um, <laughs> that's the only league I'm in. I'm that's the only league I'm in right now because I've been you know my schedule. But good, uh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that, I, I need help everywhere. There we go. That's the best way to answer the question. Very wise, very wise. Uh, Marty, what about you? How many leagues are you in? Uh, and do you have I'm any trade deadlines still coming up this weekend, or is it over? Yeah, so I'm in three in total, so that's manageable. Um, so, you know, so I'm in first in two of them, and I'm second in one of them. And, nice. yeah, doing well so far. Just got to keep holding on. You know, obviously anything can happen this crazy season. Um, but, you know, trades are weird this year. You know, and I feel like mostly in my leagues, people just aren't trading. I don't know if you guys have got that in your league. I know you said you're in a bunch of leagues. I don't know what the climate is of some of them. I don't know if you're doing industry leagues or whatever it is. But, um, you know, it's just it's just not happening. So I've been just keeping on with my teams. You know, they're pretty solid shape. I mean, I don't have saves in one of them in the um, the player haters ball with the, the Bogman and Welsh from in this league. Um, I'm in one of their leagues. I'm in second because my saves are, I'm like one of the last people for saves and no one will trade me. So, you know, oh. it's one of those years, you know what I mean? So, but, nice? uh, yeah, holding on. 
How about you, dearie? How are you dealing with all these? I don't, you're not in a ton of leagues. You keep it real, and I'm always proud of you for that. But uh, do you have trade lines coming up this weekend? And if so, uh, any advice for people out there looking to make a final move before maybe most deadlines I would, I've already passed this last weekend? But if there are any deadlines this weekend, I think uh, people would like to know trade issues, trade possibilities, trade scenarios. Yeah, so I'm in three leagues. Obviously, the rotisserie league with all you know us guys in the industry. I'm I'm chasing Marty down here in these last few weeks, and then my other two leagues, my head-to-head leagues. Um, one league we're split into four divisions of four, and you only played everybody in your division. You played them twice. This is the last week of the regular season. Uh, eight of the sixteen teams get in, and uh, I have a pretty good shot of winning the division. I'm a few games back right now, but I'm destroying a guy who is completely checked out. He's barely setting his lineup, so that has actually really, really helped. Some other people are furious right now within the league, um, so it should be a safe bet to make the playoffs there. And then my other league, my keeper league, uh, I'm above 500, and there's basically 12 teams that still have a shot to make the playoffs. Um, that's also the final week of of uh, of that league as well. Um, all trade deadlines have passed. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago. There was not many trades in any of my leagues this year, which is really interesting. I made one oh. trade that was so that supports what Marty said. Yeah, I made one trade that trade that was basically like we have holds and saves. I traded um, Chad Green for Trevor Rosenthal because I wasn't getting any saves, and I knew that Rosenthal was probably going to get traded, which he did. Uh, but it actually worked out well because I traded Chad Green, and then he got bombed like two days later, which helped. You know, Rosenthal uh, should be the closer in San Diego. So Pagan went on the IL. Uh, Pomerantz is a threat, I suppose, but I think they traded for Rosenthal for a reason. Yeah. I think what's been really helpful in a lot of my leagues is we we extended the amount, you know, my two head-to-head leagues, we extended the amount of pickups you could make. And I think that was a really smart move with suspensions and, and COVID and postponement of games. So I've been really, really savvy with streaming, and I've hit big a lot. Um, and, you know, I just picked up Willie Castro and he's had, you know, three straight games in a row where he's had two or three hits. So that's been really helpful. And oh. I, I, I've, I've been crushed by some injuries like Ronald Acuna is just off and on being injured. Um, <sighs> you know, with the with the A's and Mariners going down, I have several A's and Mar- Mariners with those games being postponed. That, that that's hurt. But uh, I've been really, really active and uh, it should be a fun playoff here. Who's next on the covid wheel of negativity? You never know which team will land. And it could just be a total buzzkill. But, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. We're trying to get through a pandemic and play baseball. And I'm glad that they still play baseball. And as we start to uh, wrap up the show here, guys, um, I'm just curious. Any final fantasy thoughts? Uh, Some players you're looking forward to that will make a difference these last three or so weeks? Players that you think you should avoid at all costs? You can throw out anybody you want, anybody in any type of fashion. I'm... I am very curious to see what some of these players can provide. Like Ronald Acuna has been a mystery. He's obviously an amazing player, so there's no debate about his talent. But you're right, Deary, with the, the hamstring injury and the wrist injury. Um, you know, Alzi Albies is a guy that could make an impact here. He's still in recovery with his wrist injury. Uh, the Twins slow played Josh Donaldson, I think, because of playoffs. And now they're bringing him back right at this time. So, And he had a couple RBIs yesterday. He looked pretty good. So that's another guy that could make an impact if you held on to him. So having said that, you can go any direction you want on this. Uh, who wants to go first? Who's chomping at the bit? I'll, I'll hop go- in. Yeah, I'll let Marty go first. I'll hop in no. first. So I just want to first say, and this is kind of addressed the last time I was on the podcast. So I was 100, and I had this is a confession to the listeners. Okay. You're still with us here past the hour mark. <laughs> I was wrong about Fernando Testis Jr., 
Oh. Michael, that's my confession too. Wow. I was wrong. I, I, I brought it up that he, you know, he might strike out a lot and his average would be around 200 and he won't be able to hit home runs. Or I said, he's going to be one of the best players in baseball. And it was the latter. So, well, at he least is, you said that. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was, you know, I, I recognize that I could be extremely wrong. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> it doesn't well, help people, in like relationship situations. I don't know if it helps here. <laughs> it does. It certainly does. Yeah. Yeah, people were terrified of his injury. They got, I think people got really paranoid about injuries and a little too paranoid. And I'm, I'm a part of that. Yeah. yeah, it was little injuries. It was just literally, you know, he's just volatile player profile, you know, from the plate discipline to his, you know, home run, the fly ball rate. Everything was just so inflated with his BABIP and short season and all those different things. And he comes in, he just picks up where he left off and he's one of the, he's electric. He's incredible. He's going to be arguably a top, you know, what is he, top three pick next year? Yeah. Top, top five. Top, top worst, five. Man. I don't know. You know, top so, five worst. Yeah. Um, and as far as, you know, moving forward here. Um, oh, by the way, I will say this real quick. This is a short season. And with hitters, we need to be season. very, very cautious. Uh, I think we had this conversation this morning. I was talking with Matt Williams and uh, my fellow friend, Car Mayorano, and they were talking about judging quick snap judgments on this season. And you can make more of them on pitchers because they're working on things and tinkering. But making snap judgments from this season on hitters might be a risky in a much more fallible position. So I just want to throw that out there. I'm not saying that's what I believe, but they made some interesting points about it and it's something to put in your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's just too early to tell. I mean, it's a very small, small sample size. I and mean, we're used right. to like one time, you know, late August we're talking about, we have all, we know what the players are going to be for us year for the pretty much, you know, other than, you know, random people that are coming up or just a random hot streak. But this year is insane. I mean, up until like a week ago, Cody Bellinger was terrible, right? Cody, does that mean he sucks? Yeah, he's the worst player ever. Right. You know, you're going to, you know, is he not, you know, top 10 player? You know, exactly. So, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's just one of those years you just kind of got to hold on. I mean, I'm learning a lot. I was right about Madison Bumgarner being awful in his career being done. I was right about Joey Votto Votto sucking. Hey, Joey Votto's on a roll, though. He's heating up. Well, dude, the first week I looked awful. He's hitting bombs. I'm telling I'm telling everybody how Cabrera's better. I looked like a fool. It, it ended up working out. Joey Votto showed that he doesn't really have it too much. But, yeah, he has been picking it up lately. Last five games. I mean, uh, I picked him up because he's had a hit in the last five games, three home runs, yeah. and he's been hitting leadoff. And if the Reds are going to do anything, he's going to be a part of that solution. So I'm not saying that Votto's back, but he definitely right. warrants probably looking at in yeah. you know, 14-team leagues and beyond. I like it. And Mike, I um, actually took, because I had this extra week to go through this podcast, you know, to prepare for it. Thanks nice to Miss, Mr. Roger. Um, so thanks to the um, car salesman, really. So. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, you, Michael, you said you wanted to stay away from Eloy Jimenez this year. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a cool. I'm still staying um, away. You know, it's funny. I've, I've kept that promise because I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a single you said share. You'd rather have Stanton or Solaire. No, I didn't. You're lying. Uh-uh. Check check you the would, past notes. Oh, wow. I went through it. You would prefer Boo! to have Ben and Florida. this man. You also told me because I was praising him to stay away from Jose Abreu. Um, you Shit. told me you'd rather have Josh Bell or Anthony Rizzo. This is the oh. roast of Mike Govier right now. This, this is the harsh. Bad, yeah, like, this is great, man. I love this. I deserve. That's it. why I lead with my. You notice how I led with my like you know. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You know, this is you so stay the best for last. Yeah. It's called the compliment sandwich. So he did that. <laughs> yes, it is. It is the compliment sandwich. Shit. Yeah, you're right. Hey, Josh Bell. I mean, this is bullshit. This is not even a full this is bell half shit. a season. This is this is bell shit. You're right. This is not even half a season. It's 60 games. It's we not even. Know. 
It's so bogus. I mean, these guys would have another 100, 100 plus games to like figure mm. it out. And that could yeah. be the best part of their season still. So. Plus, they wouldn't be playing the same four teams, you know, and like, yeah, it, double headers. And it's pretty reschedules, cancellations. It, it's just, look, I mean, you're right. One, I mean, I, I'll happily, if it, it's worked out the way it's worked out, Elohim has been great. Jose Abreu had that one weekend, he had six bombs against the Cubs. Incredible. It, I mean, he's yep. been outstanding. He's a really underrated first baseman. And I was just, I should have been more uh, complimentary to Jose Abreu. That is definitely true. But uh, the Josh Bell thing, I just think uh, he's just depressed in Pittsburgh. That's what that is. And, you know, <laughs> that sounds like depression, a novel. Depressed in Pittsburgh. I'll take my, yeah. Eloy Jimenez is clearly a stud now. So um, I don't know why I ever said that. I should have. I think it's important if you're going to go on the air, make sure that you're prepared to back up everything you're going to say. That's uh, something I'm still learning in my first year in the biz. Wow. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, I also said that uh, stay away from Pete Alonzo. Good call. But I said get CJ Crone uh, instead. And Juan that was Juan a great call. Yeah, that was a great yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. He was great. And, and no, to think about what he would have been able to do in this lineup right now, too. Especially the way they are hitting well. It's a bummer. He's going. I mean, his strikeout rate was through the roof at that one point. Like it was pretty wild. But yeah, yeah. But he uh, was hitting clutch bombs. Even he, he was, was really important to helping Miggy too. That was a very yep. stable. That, if they still had him, they they could probably be even a little bit better. Oddly enough, so. Yeah. And we lost Jacoby Jones for the year. Not that I'm a big Jacoby Jones guy, but he can't deny what he's done so far this year. Absolutely. All right, that's good stuff. Nice work, Marty. You really uh, brought your A game in that segment. All right, Roger, what about you, man? Uh, any any direction you want to go? Fantasy players to avoid. Fantasy players you you love right now. Rest of season, you can do anything you want. You could just say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not saying shit. Um, fuck it. I'm not saying shit because I'm still. It's fantasy. <laughs> no, I'll say this because for me, back in the fantasy baseball for the first time with advanced analytics for the first time. I haven't played fantasy baseball since 2012. Wow. So it's been a long time. So I'm still learning quite a bit and I need to spend more time on it. So, but from us, are you the Havana Sugar Kings? I'm sorry? Havana Sugar Kings? Yeah. Wow. That, you know, Roger, I think that's, I want to give you credit for that. Not everybody's willing to stop and just say, you know what? I'm, I am not really where I need to be and I need to get a little more information. I need to take some time. And people are not always willing to do that. So I commend you for being honest like that. Yeah, I mean, because I, I can, you know, bullshit you guys, but I've been joining the conversation. We've been talking about so many different things. And from a fantasy baseball perspective, I'm a novelist when it comes to it. I know the players inside and out, but I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to score them correctly, if that makes any sense. Of course. Well, I mean, I'm looking at your team right now. I mean, your offense is solid. I mean, Grandal, I mean, you got Merrifield, Rendon, Polanco, Suarez, you know. But my rotation garbage. It's it's oh. when we get into the pitching. I mean, we got the the Johnny Cueto, the Matt Matt Harvey. Why is he? In- hey! yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, well, he said he said 2012. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. He's still there. That was his rookie. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Sixto Sanchez though, hats off on nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got as soon as he it literally, I was like, finally, somebody did not grab him off the fucking wire. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be fast. I know, man. It's that's why. That's why I can't keep up with all these leagues because people are quick, quick, quick. And if you're playing in 10 leagues, you just can't be quick to the draw. Wait, are you be... playing in 10 leagues? Yeah. Dude, you're like literally that. 10 leagues? Yeah, t- uh, 10 leagues. Eight of them are transactional. Yeah. 
So it's just chaos, man. So I have three, and I feel like I'm like you know, like right, right, yeah. You know, and I do, I do all like this. I'm a delinquent. I do all this other. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's it's a. I admit I'm a fool, and I learned my lesson, and I will not let this happen next year. You got to say, just say no when it comes to fantasy baseball, folks. Just say no. We all. I'll probably from, say yes like nine times out of ten. I want to say yes, but you can't. You got to say no. Mm. Just like Nancy Reagan taught us, so it was the most important slogan that changed our lives forever just say no and i think it's the war on drugs has clearly been very successful so <laughs> obviously if you just say no to fantasy baseball, yeah <laughs> all right uh dear what about you man who are you liking right now rest of season anybody to avoid give me a couple names here things that are looking yeah, I mean, hot or not you know i'm just kind of looking at my my teams here and obviously playoffs are starting next week i'm hoping to get my team team's healthy but you know it's really interesting I'm going to be rolling into the playoffs in one of these leagues where I I just went heavy offense and the pitchers that I went after have been absolute trash so I'm going to roll into the playoffs with three rookies as my main pitchers and that's Tristan McKenzie uh Mm. Ian Anderson and Sixto Mm. Sanchez it's going to be those guys those are the three you'd want yeah absolutely uh but I you know I'm kind of going to go in a different direction to this, but you know, what's, what's interesting is with this being such a short season, it's going to be really interesting evaluating guys for next year based on what they did this year, specifically the guys that had breakouts. I think of Teoscar Hernandez, Kyle Lewis, Jesse Winker, Mike Yastrzemski, you know, just those four hitters right there. Like they've all been top 30, top 40 hitters. So I'm really interested to see if they continue you know, in these final, you know, four weeks here, where they're going to be, you know, where their ADPs are going to be at next year. So I'm already, I'm already thinking about next year. And, you know, and, and one of my leagues is a, is a keeper league, and I have several of those players on my team, and I, I need to make a decision whether I'm keeping those guys or I'm going to try to make a move in the offseason to get somebody who may maybe have a longer track record, maybe a little more dependable. But, I mean, if, if, if you've made it to this point in the season and you haven't lost your mind over COVID and, and cancellations and DL stints uh, and, and you're still in the race and you, you haven't really gone crazy over it, uh, I commend you. Um, I haven't been hit too bad with this, but uh, I, I'm excited for uh, these last four weeks of baseball and, uh, you know, fantasy wise. And then I think the playoffs are going to be absolutely exciting. I think my dad's gone crazy. That's what I think of when you said that. Remember that stupid <laughs> Eminem song? God. That's not a great album. I don't think that was his best, but, you know, it's still kind of fun. Anyways. All right. Wow. Deary. Interesting stuff. I think maintaining a level head, playing it cool. And just remembering that this is not a real season. It's just a, a blip on the radar. It's uh, it's just going to be referred to as, remember that time when they played baseball for a few weeks? That's what we're going to recall this. That's what we're going to look back and remember this as. It's a joke. It has no basis in the annals of history ever. No one's going to tell me otherwise. And I'm not a very stubborn guy when it comes to that. But this, I'm going to throw my foot down on this one. This is not cool. It's not a real season. It's not even a half a season. So, however... If the Tigers make the playoffs, I'm totally down for it, and I am rooting for it, and I would love to see something cool happen. So that is something I think we could all agree on. And as we close up the show here on Plaza Podcast, we want to thank our fellow guests for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Plaza Podcast, ProtonMail.com, 2Ls, 2Zs, Plaza Podcast on Twitter, and uh, I guess we're on Instagram. I never use it, though. Who cares? There's just too many. I think we're friends on it, so, you know. Hey, all right, cool, man. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll like it, probably. Yeah, I'll see you there. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for this Tigers run here. This is a Tigers playoff stretch, right, Roger? This is correct. Yeah, it's a playoff stretch. Actually, exciting. 
Straight what do you think? Of, well, so give me a bottom line, because we probably won't do another show before the season ends. Roger, Tigers, odds of making the playoffs, 20%? 20% according to the fan grass, and I'm going to stick with that number. I don't think it's going to happen. They, they got to they gotta get some more starts, and they're not, uh, they're you know, that's it. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I just, no. Twenty. It, it, no, I just don't. I don't think so. I mean, look, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill for everybody. No, else. it's not a buzzkill. Want your honest opinion? That's all. Yeah. No. So not not a chance. And, and they got to play Twins and Cleveland and the White yeah. Sox and the Cardinals and the Brewers. I mean, they get the Royals to four game series to close it out. But yeah, I mean, and you know what's happened? Whit Midfield. Whit Midfield's going to bat 700 against the Leafs every time. So yeah, he's going to hit home runs that have expected batting averages of like 167. And it's yeah. going to be hilarious. So, uh, Marty, twenty percent, or are you going higher? Zero. Oh, okay. Zero percent. Um, high strikeout team. We're last in walks. We rely Box on picking? we rely on the long ball for a team that's not exactly filled with a bunch of power hitters. I mean, Comerica, like, you know, some parts of it are big, some parts are small, so it is what it is there. With some one of the worst rotations in all of baseball. And it's not even I mean, it's like it's literally one of the worst. So oh. Um, you, and then you move into the bullpen, which is, you know, a couple of good arms, but nothing. I mean, we don't have a closer right now. Um, so this is the best chance we have with so many different slots and everything like that. But I just don't see them, you know, I hope they do. Right. I'll be watching of every course. game and all that kind of stuff, all that nice stuff. But I say they have a 0% chance of making the playoffs. All right. I always appreciate brutal honesty from you, Marty. Thank you. Gary, <laughs> what's your percentage? Yeah, it's zero percent. Um, their schedule's brutal, man. They they play the Twins three times. They have three different series with the Twins. They got to play the Indians in a four game set. You know, two more against the Twins before you finish with the Royals. And it's not like we destroy the Royals at all. I think they could probably sweep the Brewers next week when they play them on uh, you know the eighth and ninth, and they play the Cardinals a doubleheader after that. But uh, I'm looking at the date of Sunday, September twentieth. Uh, where are they going to be there? Um, you know, how many games out? They'll probably be maybe three, four games out, you know, and that's going to lead into that series with the Twins, and then you finish with the Royals. So I'd go with 0%. I think they end up with a losing record this month by probably about five or six games. Mm-hmm. Okay, But I'll be well, watching. Of course. Got to watch okay. baseball. It's always fun. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. You got everyone's opinion. We've broken down fantasy. We learned about chicken or steak, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. A lot was taken into context, and, uh, you know, we could have gone – for another three hours if we wanted to, but we'll save that for when the season's over and we can do a post-mortem on our fantasy seasons, the Tigers, and more. Uh, Roger, tell people where they can find you and what you got going on and coming up. So I have an episode dropping tomorrow with Keen Carter from Tiger Miley Tracker, and that's going to also have the Cody Clemens interview. So you can find us on Twitter at TigersSRD. Myself, RajCast81, of course, Chris Brown at ChrisBrown0914. And you can also find all the great content as well at MotorCityBangles.com. Tiger Magic Report is kind of going through a little bit of a transition right now, but uh, also great content there as well. So we'll be looking forward to talking to, Co- or, excuse me, to Keen Carter, who's a good friend of the show. Hey, shout out, Chris Brown. Uh, we're going to have you on the show again, too, man. You're the man. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, real quick, Rod, did you ask Cody Clemens about his father at all, or was that off topic? No, we, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about his dad quite a bit, actually. That came up oh, a couple cool. times. Oh, nice. Great. Cool. So. Did you ask him about banging a 16-year-old? I did not do that. No, oh, man. No, that's a no. Yeah, I didn't think you went there. That's that's it doesn't seem, doesn't seem like that would find uh, that would work. 
anyways, uh, cool. I'm gonna check that out regardless, though. That sounds like great stuff. <laughs> and Marty, tell people where they can find you. What you got going on? Um, you can find my work at the Motor City Bengals blog, uh, focusing primarily on the Detroit Tigers, obviously, but also from a fantasy perspective. Also, in the Tigers SRD roundtables a lot that Roger is nice enough to put on. And uh, yeah, those yeah. are cool. I saw yeah. I saw that one that Roger sent me. That was good stuff. I liked it. Yeah. I want to do one of those. You should. Uh, you know, next time, uh, Mike, we'll we'll definitely have you on. And I have to thank our audience who are probably not they're not used to the guys being on there, but they've been really receptive. And we got two five star reviews recently uh, because of them. And so I have to thank everybody for participating in that and listening. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been just it's good to have other people besides myself and, and Chris do it just so these guys have something to say and they should be heard. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally down. You, you, you say, Hey Mike, I want you to be somewhere. I'll be there. All right. Sounds good. And Chris, tell people where they can find you. What's going on? Yeah. CDRE 1999 uh, on Twitter. Uh, I haven't really been doing much on there lately. Uh, besides just reading everybody else's awesome articles, checking out obviously what Mike's been doing over there at Roto Fanatic. I'm super excited to listen to uh, Cody Clemens and I'll be interested to see what uh, he had to say about his dad. Um, aside from, what Mike wanted you to ask him. Well, so, yeah. uh, yeah. there's plenty of other things going on. Yeah, Roger yeah. Clemens is a complicated guy, and yeah, just like James Brown. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, the show's over. We're just gonna end the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Don't forget to uh, check in with us. Send us your trades. Uh, send us your waiver wire pickups. We love judging that stuff. We will analyze it, tell you who to pick up. Because we don't know more than anybody else, but we'll certainly pretend like we do. Oh, you had the have question we... about the Victor Reyes. I don't know if you Oh, wanted... yeah. Yeah, oh, didn't we have some questions? Gosh. Well, we did have that one thing about Victor Reyes. You're right, Marty. I apologize. Let's answer yeah. that real quick. Do you remember what it was? Because I got yeah, it right was, here. Um, where, would you, um, where do you project Victor Reyes being drafted next year? I would assume in fantasy, right? That's right. Yeah, 2021 right. fantasy draft. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, for me, um, you know – Let's break this down, right? It's going to be a roto league, right? If we're doing that, because we need the we need the steals, you know, around a three hundred mark. Take a flyer on them. Okay, I, I'd go with that too. Or uh, yeah, probably fifth, fifth or sixth round, honestly. Thirty three steals. Oh, Sorry, that'd be wow. maybe, maybe you know maybe or you know what? Knowing me, tenth round. Tenth round. Okay. All right. Tenth round from Roger. Uh, Chris Victor Reyes, I think, has more appeal than people realize, and there is a nice skill set there. What do you think? I like the player. I like what I've seen the last few weeks. I, uh, you know, he's someone that was always a mystery these last few years. But uh, I mean, if he's going to be able to solidify a job in one of the outfield positions, I think next year he could be a hot name that you take a flyer on, and you know, come next February, we're like, hey, this is the guy that you might be able to find at three hundred to three twenty-five that could end up being a top one hundred and fifty player. So, obviously, we're all going to be rooting for him. Do you think uh, Victor Reyes, Chris, would be a twelve-team league drafted outfielder next year? Uh, how many Tiger fans are in the league? Uh, <laughs> That's actually a legit question, though. Okay. Yeah, it is a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of people like Victor Reyes, and I think what he's doing, he could get better, and there's something there. So I hope they uh, use him wisely and he gets to play much, much more next season. I'd love to see a full season of Reyes in 2020. So, good call, Marty. Thanks for saving that. That was our question brought to you by Nobody. All right, thanks. Now we're done. The show is over. Victor Reyes, we wish you the best. Tigers, good luck. Guys, thanks for being on the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, we'll catch everybody later. Thank you very much. Right. See you guys. Yeah.